In just a few minutes, we'll be right with you with another award-winning, action-packed edition of your Tony Basilio Show. Ladies and germs, Joe Soy Antonio. It is an incredible, and I do mean an incredible, Tuesday. What a nice day outside. Wow, are we blessed to be here today or what? What a beautiful day outside. Jeez Louise, it's nice outside. Today on the program, we're going to talk Vols. We're going to talk some Southeastern Conference. We're going to talk some Tennessee baseball. We're going to talk some All-Star game. Uh, we're going to do it all. It's all ahead for you, ladies and germs. It is. Matt, are you pumped right now? Matt Dixon, who's with us on a Tuesday. Oh, I'm pumped. Buenos noches. I'm all yeah. excited to be on the show. Well, I mean, Dixon, let's talk about this for a second because the, the thing that's really interesting right now is, first of all, the guys that participated in that um, – in that home run derby last night, that was a freak show, Matt. Do, do, are you, do you stand with me on that, that that was a freak show? Did you watch any of that? Because I found that to be an absolute and total. Those guys are unbelievably strong to go out there and swing the baseball bat like that. Oh, oh yeah. I've been, I've been watching the home run derby just about every year since since the steroid era uh, and it's still it's still amazing every year a great I mean, a great event that great they, event they, they i think the mob does a pretty good job with that no doubt about it i mean it's uh it might be the best thing they do matt might be the best thing they do and people thought when they did it that it was uh you know a gimmick and this and that and this, that, and the other, and and you know what? At the end of the day, um, I love that home run derby. You know, you know why I like it because you get to see the families of those people. You know, so much of what happens in sports these days is impersonal, but but this really brings a human element to these people. You see them, see them with their families, and. Uh, just, I, I just love that event. I, I just love it. And and those guys have Herculean strength too. That's the other thing, Matt. To be able to do what Randy Rosarena uh, and, and Vlad Jr. did last night. I mean, to be able to swing in the third round the way those guys were smashing the baseball. Whew, how strong do you have to be? So and I like the new format too with the, with the way they were you had it you had to hit it what was it 435 feet to trip the bonus balls I thought that was pretty cool Yeah and the the kind of time limit deal cuz I can't remember the year but the the one time that I guess it was Josh Hamilton was at Yankee Stadium and he set all these records he hit for like 25 minutes and it was like every home run was like 500 feet. I go, I mean, this is insane what those guys can do. 
Um, and they get in a groove like the guy the guy from Seattle did last night. Usually, yes. the best performance in a round is, is a guy that almost never wins it. They just kind of burn themselves out in one of the rounds, but they have the best performance. And that's what that the guy from Seattle did last night. And I think it was the first round. He was, I mean, he hit like 10 straight home runs. It's insane. And Jerry was up there last night, Jerry Colquitt, who lives there. He, he, he got, was fortunate enough to get a ticket to get in there. And he's, you know, he said the scene was incredible. I mean, I can imagine what that's like to go to one of those things, to be there in person. Uh, for to see those guys just hit those mammoth, and they are literally you talk about swinging for the fences, they are literally swinging for the fences. Tennessee baseball, Matt, through two days of the draft, an absolute grand slam home run for them. Yeah, yeah. Outside of, of Carson Rucker, who I think was a fourth round pick yesterday, um, seemed to be in pretty good shape. Um, a little surprising Jared Dickey ha- hadn't been picked yet. Um, th- don't know if there's a medical thing with him or not, but if, if there's not, I would you know, probably expect him to get drafted sometime today. Um, but uh, other than that, you know, you kind of none of your signees besides Rucker got picked and didn't really get picked off by anybody that you're kind of expecting back like last year's team did with, with Seth Halverson. I mean, uh, Seth Stevenson. You know, my... My uh, my take on the situation with Dickey, and I'm glad you brought it up, is that this is my belief now, um, just in talking to a few people. People assume that he's going to be back at Tennessee next year because he wasn't one of the first ten-round picks. Uh, I'm just going to caution the Tennessee baseball fan to n- not to not pencil him in because I don't think I don't think he's going to be back. I think he wants to play professional baseball. I think he's going to go at some point today. I think he's going to get an opportunity, and I think he's going to go. Would be my read on that. Um, but uh, we'll we'll wait and see and kind of watch what happens. But we'll talk about this a little later on. Tony, at the outset of this thing, thought that they would get, I guess the word he used was dinged a little bit by the draft but not hurt, and so far that's the case. If they lose Rucker, Matt, so be it, and if they lose Dickey, so be it, and Galini goes today, so be it, but their recruiting class is pretty much going to be intact, which, you know, they, they consider internally this their greatest recruiting class they've ever had. Matt, uh, Brian, we're getting ready to talk to a fella down at Georgia right now. Um, Brian, can I bring up the jail dogs? Can we talk about that? Can we? Is that is that okay to get into that? I think you almost have to. I mean, that's the narrative. Isn't the view, guys? Of and I'm going to ask this young guy this. They just covers them. They just should be driving a car. Well, here's the, the speed limit. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. One of the first things Kirby Smart, when he got down there, was to go ahead and change the shield laws so they could keep a lot of things out of the press. And the AJC did not like that. So the AJC is not playing footsie with the Georgia Bulldogs on that deal because 
Nobody likes to be stiff-armed and locked out of doing their job. And I, the fan bases don't understand that, but those people that are doing what they're doing at the AJC are doing their job. Um, you know, trying to honestly cover a program. From the outside looking in, uh, it, it appears, Matt, that they've got a renegade deal going, doesn't it? Isn't that a fair when you look at George, isn't that a fair conclusion to draw right now? They certainly do behind the wheel. And, you know, you have just multiple guys getting, you know, Brian said it like 40 miles an hour over the speed limit, getting arrested or cited for, for things. You know, all the, and all this is after they had a, a player and a staff member die in a, in a wreck like in January. And this stuff continues to happen. It's it's very unfortunate and, and really kind of insane that it like every week it seems like something like that ha- like this is happening so it's i do think it's an issue and it's definitely you know kind of a storyline that really been the storyline of, of georgia football this offseason it is the storyline when people it, think it just, about it keeps yeah. happening and it's the when, same thing like you can't go 40 hmm. miles an hour over the speed limit you know, even on back roads. And they've won back-to-back championships. This is all that, that you hear about them. Well, and that's the thing. When, peop- when people think about the Georgia Bulldogs, the first thing you think about, the first thing you think about is trouble with the law. First thing. Most people listen to me. It's the first thing you think about. And when you think about how Kirby designed it and baked the cake, why wouldn't that be the first thing you'd think about? And that's what I'm going to ask this guy about. And he might get angry with me and get upset. But that's coming up on the other side. And then we'll preview them. You know, the Beck guy's got all-world talent. Hey, hey Matt, uh, before we take our time out, I want to ask you later on what you thought of Phil Steele's appearance yesterday. I saw you uh, lurking over in our uh, Periscope, in our Twitter spaces yesterday. And... um, are you signing up for Threads, Matt, or some of these other ones that are out there now? Uh, I've signed up for a Threads last week, but I haven't used it at all. Yeah, we're going to experiment kind of a, on some of, of these different ones. Yeah, I don't think they have, like, the capacity yet that Twitter has. The I don't know that it's designed that way, but there are some other ones coming on market. I believe there's one that uh, I think Fakebook has a companion a deal as well. Have you guys, either one of you, tried that? I think we signed up for that as well. I, I know so little Instagram. about this stuff. I, I, ha- I have not, but no. you're always at the forefront of all this stuff, Tom. <laughs> it's not Instagram, Bri, but it's it's a cousin of Instagram. So, and it's supposed to function the way the old, I guess, Periscope. I don't know, but the way Twitter functions, I don't know. Anyway, a little mix of that, a little bit of this and a little bit of that, uh, Michelle Branch. We're going to come back on the other side. And, uh, Brian, what's the feller's name that's joining us? Blaine Gilmer from UGASports.com. Any relation to Harry Gilmer? Don't believe so. Did we strike out on Griff? That was Adams. Boy, I'm glad. Yeah. Because Blaine Gilmer greater than Griff. Better than. As we continue on the other side, 
Uh, it should be an interesting conversation because, I mean, the elephant in the room is the elephant, and the elephant in the room is going to get discussed. Because really, it's an, I mean, here's the other thing. I love college football. More than I love the NFL. Matt, this is an embarrassment to college football. What the Georgia Bulldogs are is an embarrassment to my favorite sport, Dixon. It's embarrassing. Just what top programs typically have happened in the offseason. That's exactly right. There's a price to pay for winning. We saw it here. We had all the incidents here. You know... If that's what it takes to really, really, really win, count me out. Count me out. We'll come back, though. We'll preview Georgia 2023 because they're going to be excellent once again as we continue on the other side after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. 
Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, the 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM, Columbia. Now joined on your Tony Basilio show by Blaine Gilmer, UGASports.com. I appreciate him being here. Matt Dixon in the house as well as Brian Hartman on a Tuesday. Blaine, great uh, midweek, mid, midweek July day to you. Hope all's well in your world, my friend. 
Uh, it's a beautiful day down here in Georgia. I appreciate you guys having me on. Brother, I was outside this morning thinking to myself, what a blessing it is to wake up in the Southland on a beautiful summer day like this, and it is absolutely exquisite here. But uh, we're getting ready to crank it up next week. Ready or not, here we go down in the Music City. No doubt. The media days are always the, the headlines, right, the attention-getters. attention, the attention getters. Everybody gets asked their, their funny questions, their gotcha questions, all that kind of stuff, and coaches kind of have a captive audience to voice what their mission is going to be as well. I think some of the more memorable speeches last year uh, from SEC Media Days probably had to come from Kirby Smart saying we'll be the, the hunter, not the hunted, and then Clark Lee coming out and telling everybody, hey, Vanderbilt football is not going to be a joke, and they, they ended up winning two SEC games. So, uh, you know, I think I think there's going to be – there's always something to pay attention to with SEC Media Days. Yeah, and you would think, uh, unfortunately for Georgia, one of the headlines is going to be there, and one of the questions Kirby's going to have to answer is, what in the world is going on there um, away from uh, the game itself? These incidents just keep occurring. It's really strange, isn't it? Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, that 19, 20, 21-year-old kid driving too fast, I know I did it uh, several times myself, so – no excuses for it. Uh, they got to find a way to get it get it corrected for sure. But uh, I, I just I don't know I don't know how other than you know preaching to the kids as they have that hey you got to make smart decisions and then you know holding them accountable. Maybe that's the piece that maybe they need to hold them a little bit more accountable. But I think that's the the main deal uh, that has to take place because you can't be with them twenty four seven. So it's a it's a tough deal. But we saw even in outside the SEC. Uh, with Pat Fitzgerald, you know, ultimately everybody, the head coach is accountable for everything that goes on in the program, so I'm sure Kirby will have to uh, take account of that and answer for those incidents. You know, the Fitzgerald thing's interesting, right? Because if you would have flipped them around and Kirby Smart was 1-11 and and this guy was 11-1, and one guy would have his job today and one guy wouldn't. That's just how major college sports work. Oh yeah, no, no, no doubt. Winning, winning cures a lot of ills for sure. And so, when you look at the dogs this upcoming season, are you one of these people that think are they better at quarterback? Are they different at quarterback? What are they at quarterback when they insert Beck in there? They're more talented at quarterback in terms of physical stature, arm strength, things like that. I would not call them better at quarterback by any circumstance, because I think uh, as time goes on, people will realize just how good Stetson Bennett was, both with his mobility and his ability to play lights out in clutch situations. Uh, probably did it better than anybody has ever done it at Georgia in terms of those factors. Um, Carson Beck, though, has such a cast around him, probably the deepest wide receiving slash tight end core that Georgia has had. Uh, in in decades, I mean, this is this this is a talented, talented wide receiver core and tight end room. When you talk about Brock Bowers and Oscar Delp and Lawson Lucky on top of uh, two of the better receivers in the SEC that transferred in from other teams, and Dominant Lovett and Rara Thomas getting added on top of Lad McConkey and Marcus Rosemary Jackson and Dylan Bell and all these guys. Carson Beck's just got to keep this thing in between the buoys, right? Just don't, just don't turn it over. 
just distribute the ball effectively. If you have an offensive line in front of you that could have four guys drafted off of it after this year, realistically, just operate within the system, and uh, Georgia's going to be just fine on offense and just fine at quarterback. It's kind of crazy, the embarrassment of riches uh, that they have, because we've always known, years past, the reputation there has always been developing professional, uh, always having NFL-type talent all over the defense. We've seen that in recent years in drafts, but uh, now offensively, that side of things has caught up. That's, uh, that's a scary proposition, you know, when you think about playing Georgia for the rest of the Southeastern Conference, because... David Pollock looked Nick Saban right in the eye last year and said, well, I forget his exact line, but it was essentially the gold standard in college football resides in Athens, Georgia. I don't remember the exact quote. Maybe you do. But he was exactly right. Oh, yeah. He basically just said Georgia's the standard bearer. Georgia's the, the kings of college football is what he said. And uh, when and that's that's how that's how it is right now. And when you talk about that embarrassment of riches on offense, you're absolutely right. It would not be unrealistic to see eight, nine, ten guys get drafted from the offensive side of the ball for Georgia this this upcoming year, just on the offensive side. Uh, and then then of course we know how loaded they are defensively. It is not without question that after this 2023 season, Georgia could break its own record of having 15 guys drafted in in the 2024 NFL draft. That's how talented this team is. Uh, And, you know, that's what Kirby Smart has built through recruiting and now strategically using the transfer portal, bringing in guys like Dominic Lovett and Ra-Ra Thomas, two guys that could get drafted themselves after this year at wide receiver. And and when is the last time that, that you could say the University of Georgia has gone into a year legitimately having three, four, maybe even five guys at the wide receiver position with draftable grade in the NFL draft, which is scary for other teams, like you said. Uh, like you mentioned, it, this offense has the opportunity to be excellent in this upcoming year. You know, Tate Radledge doesn't believe Georgia has the best stadium in college football. Has he received some what? blowback about that video of what he said about Nealon? <laughs> I don't know if he has or not, but he's just speaking truth. I mean, that's an electric atmosphere up there. And, uh, you know, obviously Georgia is as well, but it's just, it's just the thing, like the whole checkerboard effect, uh, just the, the amount of people that are in the stadium. I don't think that's a, that's a bad thing for him, him to say. That's a, that's, that's truth. I mean, the, the whole environment there, uh, Tennessee in the East, I would argue is, probably number one in terms of stadium and, and atmosphere, things like that. And then over on the west side, I would say a, a night game in Baton Rouge is pretty hard to beat. So I don't think anybody complimenting the atmospheres or the stadiums at those two locations is doing themselves any harm. I'm sure there's some Georgia diehard homers that, are, that aren't happy. You know, he, he put, put the, the unspoken out there uh, for everybody to hear, but it's the truth. Matt Dixon, jump in here as uh, we break it down scientifically. Blaine Gilmer, UGASports.com, on previewing the dogs for us in the dog days of summer. Go ahead, Dixie. 
Yeah, yeah. Thanks for joining up. Besides the quarterback situation, which I guess is still kind of an unknown, um, what are, what are the other question marks or concerns uh, that that Georgia has going into this season? Health at running back. Uh, that's that's the big issue. Is health at the running back position because Kendall Milton is healthy as we speak, but he has yet to be able to stay healthy in his first two seasons, uh, first couple seasons at Georgia, and then. Now, Branson Robinson has a foot injury that could hold him out for the first couple of games. They do have a guy named uh, Stevon Clark who people don't know that name. He's a He was a walk-on, but he's been in the program for four years. He actually entered the transfer portal, and they knew that you know things were thin at running back a little bit, so they actually convinced him to stay in the program. You could see him getting some carries early on, uh, Dejon Edwards, uh, you know, has been consistent as they come. He's a hard running back for for them. But I'd say health at the running back position is really the biggest concern outside of, okay, if it is Carson Beck at quarterback, how does he handle that early on? Uh, I think the biggest question is that health at running back. How much patience do they have with Beck? Well, I think you're going to be afforded a lot of patience early on because I just don't see uh, a team that will be even that even South Carolina in the in the third game. I think Georgia will, will dominate them in the in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Um, I think they'll have more playmakers. Uh, so even if he makes a mistake there, you know, unless he throws like two pick sixes or something early on, I don't see him. I don't see him going away from him if he if in if indeed he is named the starter, which all indications are that he will be. They're just kind of playing the game, I think, right now, and uh, you can't really, you know, with the age of the transfer portal and all that kind of stuff, you kind of have to manage and massage those things to a certain certain extent. There will be a competition in the fall, but I think ultimately this is going to be uh, Carson Beck's team, and I don't think that they'll have to exercise, you know, too much patience early on because I don't think they'll be put in a position to have to exercise that patience. I think that he'll he'll uh, do quite well because the team will be do, doing quite well early on. Now, later in the year, we, we may see, okay, is there a competition? You know, maybe somebody's worked their way into the, after the bye week or something like that. Maybe a Gunner Stockton has worked himself up and if they get in trouble. But you would think on the road at Neyland, would be in the being the biggest test. Uh, you, you'd want to go with the guy that had gotten you there all year. So, I just think they're gonna they're gonna roll with him, and uh, I think he's gonna think he's gonna do well. I think he's gonna have a good, and he's got all the talent in the world. Yeah. So, your belief is that Georgia fans, though, because I, I said this when he was playing, for some reason. Sports fans do not like average-looking people out there among the behemoths doing things that they shouldn't be doing, and they want to point to, well, what kind of pro prospect is he, and what kind of, hey, listen, uh, you give me a kid like that quarterback last year any day of the week because the guy wins, and like you said, when the lights were the brightest, he played his absolute best. We saw it against Tennessee last year. When the lights are the brightest, the guy played his absolute best. Oh, yeah, the, and the loss, they like him pretty good as well. I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up playing, uh, playing for them as uh, fragile as Matt Stafford is right now at this point in his career, just injury-wise. I wouldn't be surprised to see that's a minute uh, playing for the Rams before the year is, is over with. 
Uh, they like him a lot. So, you know, he's a, t- he's a tough as nail guy. He rubs people the wrong way sometimes. But it, it kind of it, almost a cockiness about him. So much of a swagger that it became a little bit of a cockiness at the end and rubbing people the wrong way. But uh, he was definitely nails when it when he needed to be at the end. Uh, tough, just a tough kid, South Georgia kid that really, uh, really just loved to play the game of football more than anything. Now the question is, can that come out in Carson Beck? At times, Carson Beck has not shown that mental toughness, and that is what's going to be required of him to really be that guy. Uh, and it's hard to replace a guy like his sets of minute. People are going to laugh at that, you know, with as much as he got. But I think there is a lot of pressure to replace a guy who was so good and helped the program win back-to-back championships. Well, and to your point, when fans get used to seeing a certain standard and then they project on this guy, well, you're a five-star guy, we've seen it here over and over again in basketball, and they'll go, how come you're not performing like a five-star player? That's a lot of that is a lot of pressure to carry around for these young kids to have to live up to a billing. Yeah, no, no doubt it is. But I think Carson Beck. One thing about him, uh, if indeed, again, a lot of speculation here, but we're all assuming because all indications are that he's going to be the guy. I think he's earned the respect of his teammates through the process. Because listen, in this day and age. You're not going to find a guy as talented as Carson Beck that waits till his fourth year in the program to be the guy. He, lots of guys would have already went somewhere else, but he loves Athens. He loves the University of Georgia. He loves his his uh, his teammates, and he has gained a lot of respect in how he's gone about things. And you know, I think that I think the cast around him, and also that that element of how close those guys are as a, as a unit team-wise. I mean, Kirby Smart talks about brotherhood and family and all this kind of stuff. It's not just something they, they say. I mean, we talk to recruits and things like that at UGA Sports, and they, they get a sense of that. And there's a reason that they've won back-to-back. You can have all the talent in the world, but you have to have that cohesiveness in that family-type unit. And I think because of that, it'll be a little bit easier transition for Carson Beck. As we break it down scientifically today with uh, Blaine Gilmer, UGASports.com. Blaine, what's your view of what's happening here in Knoxville with uh, Heupel? What's the what's the perspective there of what Heupel's doing? Because if there's going to be a threat in the East in the coming couple of seasons, it's going to come from the Vols. Because I don't I don't see it at Florida right now. I don't see it at Florida. I do see it in Lexington, especially this year. I think they're going to be really good. But uh, but I think not in Knoxville, Heupel and Beamer at South Carolina, they've both done a great job of creating excitement. Uh, I think people, you know, I interact with Georgia fans every day on our message board and stuff like that. They see the, the excitement. They see the, the, the recruiting. I think that's the biggest uh, respect that, that they've garnered is that Tennessee's starting to recruit again like they like need to recruit um, to be – to be what they once were, and I think Josh Heupel had a, a old group, like a, a very senior-laden, uh, older group of guys, guys like Hendon Hooker, and was able to capitalize on that. Now, can they replace some of those guys and, and you know, be consistent? I think that that's what other people outside of Knoxville are waiting to see. I used to have a, a high school coach, uh, guys that would tell me the true measure of greatness is consistency. 
So can Tennessee going from being good last year to being a great program once again by being consistent this year will kind of tell the tale on that. And a lot of it is on that, you know, how it serve a right arm that it belongs to uh, Joe Milton. Can he pair that up mentally and, and make sure that, that he's in the right space there because Joe Milton, I think everybody's waiting to see, okay, we know he's incredibly talented. Could be a first-round guy in terms of how, how talented he is. But he's never held on to a starting job anywhere that he's been the starter coming into the year, especially with Nico Iamaliva. And let's just be honest, NIL is such a huge component of everything now. Nico Iamaliva is not getting paid to pick splinters out of his out of his butt you know like if if there's a sign of trouble you talk about patience there's a sign of trouble what are these boosters and these people that are paying ungodly amounts of money to these guys being like hey we, we got this other guy over here if, if he's struggling if, if tennessee does go and they let's say they lose to alabama this year what are what are the chances that the whispers start coming so i think it's it's going to see okay how do they replace those two big receivers can joe milton be be consistent uh, and just do what Heupel wants him to do because I think they're going to be able to run the football really well. they got a good offensive line. I really like Jalen Wright a lot. He's a home run hitter. So I think Tennessee is going to be definitely a respectable team and, and, and a threat uh, if they can have the consistency at the key position. Matt Dixon, do you um, do you like his appraisal there, though it was in passing, of the Kentucky Wildcats this year's dangerous club, Matt? Uh, I well, I, I never view Kentucky as a threat in football. No, they they do play Georgia. I guess Georgia does doesn't. I get Georgia doesn't get up. It's hard to get up for games in Lexington, so Georgia can kind of sleepwalk through those. And and Kentucky plays to keep it close, but Kentucky's no threat to. They're they're not a threat to Tennessee, and they're certainly not a threat to Georgia. I just think Kentucky. What everybody's discounting is that Kentucky has Liam Cohen back this year. And Liam Cohen is a pretty savant good. when it when it comes yep. to calling plays. He's he's the one that made Will Levis even look like he was questionable to be a first round uh, a first round pick at that point in time. And now he gets Devin Leary, uh, who is probably better than Will Levis. And they have three receivers coming back that are tremendous, plus a true freshman coming in that's highly rated as well, and a really good running back in Ray Davis. And if you rush for a 1,000 yards at Vanderbilt with that offensive line in front of you, that's probably like 1,600 anywhere else in the SEC. So I think uh, I think that Ray Davis is going to make a big big difference there as well. I know they had Chris Rodriguez, but they've revamped the offensive line, brought in some behemoths over there to on both tackles to, to be able to help out. And we know what Mark Stoops does defensively. I just don't think anybody should sleep on Kentucky this year. They're going to bounce back, and they're going to be a good team. Blaine Gilmer, you of UGASports.com. Anything else you'd care to add here on the way out? And if folks want to learn more about your site, how do they do so? UGASports.com, like you mentioned. uh, If you want to to know about Georgia football or you want to be involved, there's passes where you can get involved in all the rivals' sites and see it, and then also – I'm a contributor at southeastern14.com as well. We cover all things SEC, uh, like Kentucky, like Tennessee, like the West. So, uh, we, you know, if you want everything SEC, football, basketball, baseball, southeastern14 as well, you can check us out over there. 
Chris Lee is such a sweet guy, man. What a good dude. Oh, he's great. I love working with Chris. I mean, I mean, you tell him we said what's up. He's the man. No, I'll, and, uh, I will. Enjoy uh, working with him. Hey, have a great day, brother. Good talking to you. All right. Thank you, guys. We'll see you. Thank ya. you. Dixon, I just couldn't do it, man. That kid seemed too nice. I couldn't launch on him. When I saw that he was working over there with Chris, and and then I saw his heading uh, on Twitter, I just, if you go look at that guy's Twitter, I just couldn't do it, Matt. I'm a wuss. I'm weak. No, it's fine. It was a good interview. I, did, I didn't mind it. He, you know. You know, kind of, kind of stuck up for Kirby at the start, which all those guys do. There's c- certainly a, you know, a, a need for for straws down there in Athens uh, with with Griff <laughs> and then this guy and all those other media. Griff. People, but, you know, if, no, it, Griff. It is what it is. If if, if Josh Hopwood won back to back national titles, he'd be able to get away with a lot of stuff here too. Griff hoarded all the straws and he sells them on eBay. Okay. Let me go now. Let me go now Quick to a pivot. friend of the program, the great Dave Serrano. You bow your head when you say his name. He's royalty here, always has been. Dave Serrano yesterday announces the new head baseball coach at Johnson University, which in my opinion, to those that haven't seen that campus, let me just tell you, it is an absolute crown jewel in our area. The facilities that they've built there, and I, I saw this when my daughter played tennis briefly over at maryville college and they would play them and i was like wow you drive up on that place and you're like it's borderline kind of in the middle of nowhere but not really it's pretty close to downtown knoxville but it is beautiful and the facilities there are mind-boggling and dave serrano was named baseball co-chair yesterday and dave serrano you just can't stay out of that sport my friend you just can't do it can you <laughs> well, first of all, thank you for the for the greetings, uh, Tony. It's always great to be on with you. Uh, no, I guess I can't, and I really can't when it's in the community of Knoxville. Uh, that's that's kind of what put this all together. You know, there there's only uh, in my mind there was only one spot that I was going to coach, and that was University of Tennessee. I had my chance at that, and then this came about, and it was a no brainer for me. You you kind of described it perfectly. Thank you for the recruiting pitch. It, the campus kind of just pops out at you in the middle of nowhere, and you you drive on campus, and it's gorgeous. And Brandon Perry, the AD, was uh, very aggressive and very passionate about what his vision was and our vision together, and they got some new coaches over there in different sports, and I'm just excited to be on board. And I'm excited to, to be back in this community and working, and, and, um, and there's a lot of excitement ahead for, for this program, in my opinion, in this, this athletic department. And the fact that the, college, the, the, the youth and the high school baseball is so good in the state and so good in the area, and you're competing there at the NAIA level, which allows you some latitude, I would imagine that all just kind of created a very uh, inviting mix for you. Well, absolutely. And, and, you know, you're reading my mind. One of the plans that I'm – you know, you're right. The, the baseball community in Knoxville and East Tennessee and all the way to, into Nashville has grown. And what my goal is, Tony, is to be aggressive. Not everybody can go to the University of Tennessee and play baseball. And so what I want to do, and Brandon was all for this, and I think it's a great plan, I'm going to play the transfer portal in reversal. 
I'm going to recruit that kid that may not be quite ready enough to go top-notch Division One, recruit him to Johnson University, and tell him, when my coaching staff and, our, and ourselves and you get better and you're able to move on, we will help you get in the portal and go to that place. So, And I think that's going to be an intriguing thing for kids to be part of is, hey, I could go start my four-year education, go to a great place, play for an ex-Division One coach. I'm going to have a great coaching staff. I, I'm not able to announce that yet. And if we get if I get if we get them good enough, then I'll gladly be a minor leagues for some of these Power Five schools. And I think that's going to be a way to be able to get kids to want to come there. Well, and it just enhances what's going on in baseball in our community. And the thing is. For, I mean, for you to say that most guys wouldn't be strong enough to say that out loud, but you've done this for so long, I mean, you, you're all out of uh, uh, cares in terms of worrying what other people think, yes? Absolutely, and, and you know, I, I, I'm just playing the game in another way. I mean, I could sit and argue about Transfer Portal and how we'll get guys better and they'll leave us, but I'm going to use it as a recruiting edge for us, is that, a lot of kids want to go Division One. A lot of kids want to go Power Five. I get that. Well, we're not that, but we're a good level that they can get good college experience. And as we've seen, look at what Tennessee's done again. They've recruited from some smaller non-Power Five schools, and people are excited about some of the players they're getting, and they should be because they're getting really good players. And so um, I'm going to try to do the same thing. I hope to work in conjunction with, with Tony and his staff and if there's some guys they want to send over to me and, and, and hide for a year or two, I'd gladly develop those guys and then send them on to the University of Tennessee and, and allow them to be successful over that. Does that go on, Dave, in that sport? Or is there a deal where, where coaches, I don't want to say have working agreements, but where coaches will take guys and hide them at places? Does that already go on? I think that's gone on for years, even, even before, even before the, the portal came about. Um, junior college guys, um, uh, you know, used to they'd send guys to junior colleges where they had relationships, and then they're able to get them back. And I think this is the way of our world now. I, I think it is the way of our world. And um, you know, you could fight it all you want, or you could work within the system and make it work for you. And that's what my plan is to do. Um, I think it's a great education over there. It's going to be a great place for for young men to come play baseball. And I'm going to use my experience of 35 plus years. Uh, you know, obviously that, that program has a lot of work to do. We have a lot of building to do, but I take pride in that. That's what I believe I am. I'm a builder. And I, I, I relish the fact that, that they didn't have a good season last year and not for the players that are coming back, but there's going to be some changes and changes means a lot of turnover and sometimes change could be good. And the other thing is, again, because what you'll do is, and you know this as well, is you'll get kids that will come there with the thought of, hey, I, you know, I want to move. And then they'll go over there and they'll fall in love with the place and meet a, meet a gal, whatever happens, happens, you know, and, and, and maybe they end up staying and you can build a core that way as well. Well, I, you know, I've coached at the junior college level. That's where I started. And this is a much higher level than junior college, but... You, we, we won at the junior college level, and you only have those guys for a year because they're eligible to go in the draft or they're eligible to transfer to four-year school. So there's not, no reason why we can't build a successful program with that open-door policy and just complete transparency. Of, if, if a kid gets good enough and, and he wants to leave, then we're going to be behind him, and we're actually going to help him. And I'm going to use my contact that if I feel a guy is, 
has gotten above the ability level that that may be at the NAI level and could go get a good deal at a Division One, I'm going to be the first one to tell them to go do it. But you hit on something that is what, for me, is what really intrigued me. The building of the program intrigues me, but the fact that I love this community, you know that, you know I love this community and I love the surrounding areas, is that there's a lot of good players that aren't able to go Division One out of high school and I believe Johnson University is going to be the perfect place for them to go and start their baseball career. So I'm, I'm kind of creating an opportunity for kids in this area to have an, a choice where they could end up going and continuing their, their collegiate baseball career. You know, it's, it's really interesting, and I, you're, you're surprising me here with the openness and the way you're discussing this, but it, it's knowing you, it's not surprising. Two things aren't surprising. When I heard the news yesterday, we were on the air, and I said, that does not surprise me because he loves being around young people. He loves baseball. And what I said and what I said on my blog this morning is he is such a uh, person of character that he's going to be an asset no matter where he goes. But this is a guy that truly loves the sport. And then to hear you talk about your vision for what you think will happen there, uh, it's to some people, they're going, well, it sounds almost too selfless or too good to be true. This is who Dave Serrano is. I'm just saying, this is who this guy is. And, and you told me a couple of years ago, you said, look, when I'm done in California, I'm moving back here. This is where I want to be. And it's almost worked out perfectly for you that this opportunity has come about. Absolutely. You know, it's funny you say that. Um, so I was in Alaska, as you know. I was in Alaska. I'm currently in Boston. I'm at a... a a baseball event right now for the week but i was in alaska and i had to break the news a couple weeks ago to my alaska team that i was heading back to knoxville that uh, there was an opportunity that i was gonna um you know i, I told the long story I, that for many of them didn't know i had retired a year before and i wanted to get close back home and uh, close around family and i said this opportunity came up in the city of knoxville just outside the city that i have an opportunity for and you know instead of me feeling guilty when I, and I was feeling guilty because I had recruited these guys to come play summer baseball with me. I had told them that the passion that I had gained from coaching them and the previous summer's team, it allowed me to realize that I still love teaching. I still love being around younger people and, and being a mentor to them. At, before I can give it, even get the word out that there looked like there was going to be an opportunity for me to coach again, the players started clapping for me in the locker room. And it, it kind of got me a little emotional because I was fearful of telling them that their coach was moving on and wasn't going to finish the summer for them, and they were happy for me because I think they realized in their short time around me that I still am very passionate about coaching, and maybe retiring wasn't in the in the mix. Retiring out in California was perfect, but now if there's perfect opportunity at Johnson, I, I still have the passion and the energy to build this program and put good people around me and bring in good players and make making i'm totally fine playing second fiddle to the university of tennessee's baseball program if we could be the second thing that people talk about in the city of knoxville in regards to baseball programs i'd be completely satisfied with that and 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 dave the door is open for you here so from that perspective if somebody's listening right now and they have a youngster in their midst who uh wants an opportunity or maybe a second opportunity uh, how do they find you? What are the coordinates? How do they reach Dave Serrano? Well, right now, right now, Tony, I'm still working through the details of getting my campus email. Uh, my email is Serrano, like my last name, Dave18 
at gmail.com. That's my personal email. Um, they can reach out to me. Um, yeah, but that's, uh, that's perfect. I mean, um, door is open. I'm, I'm looking for, for baseball players. Um, I'm looking for that player that has aspirations to play, um, college baseball. Uh, you're going to be coached by a really good coaching staff that's going to invest in you as a person and a person first and then a player second. And, um, I, I, you know, the sky's the limit in my opinion at Johnson University. I, it's a program that hasn't fared well lately, but that, that intrigues me even more. That's what's even more exciting about it for me. Hey, Dave, on the way out, and I know you've got to run, put, put your, put your hat on for me real quick. You're just, that 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 baseball hat you've worn several times during major league draft time okay mm-hmm. and you're you're tony vitello and you've had one guy on your signing class pick through 10 rounds which is sort of the way they've designed it they didn't they didn't fool with a lot of the higher end kids knowing that they would just get picked apart and you've been through all that and i think tony this time tried to do a little something different we'll see if it works out when you get to rounds 11 through 20 how much of a concern is it that you get picked apart today or have, when you've survived the first 10 rounds, can you breathe a sigh of relief? Where do you fall there? I think you can breathe a sigh of relief. I don't want to jinx what they have going because I know they've come out of this smelling like a rose. Um, but I think you can uh, see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, if you go back in history in the top 10 rounds, I think it's the percentages are less than 2% of how many guys don't sign. But I think beyond that, you know, they're starting. Now, again, a lot of teams are not going to take guys. They're going to make that phone call first and see what the probability is of signing. But I think the way Tennessee has come out right now, it's, it's pretty scary in a good way of what they have coming in and what they have coming back. And um, it's, a, it's a good problem to have as a coach. I mean, at some other stops, I've had that kind of problem where, you know, there, there could be scholarship issues because you thought someone was going to sign and they didn't, but that's a wonderful problem to try to figure out as a coach. Oh, that's exactly right. Uh, and, yeah, that's, that's you know, and that's, and that's what they've done to all these coaches, though, because the way this college, um, uh, this major league draft butts up against the transfer portal, which didn't exist two years ago, this thing's a mess now, Dave Serrano, in that sport. It's kind of a disgrace, it is. isn't it? It is. And, and, you know, I used to say this for many years, Tony, that baseball is the only sport that you can get paid to play or you pay to play. And if you look at mm. it, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, you know, it's a sport that players don't get full scholarship. Now, with the NIL, that could change a little bit. But most people are paying a, a portion of their, of their tuition or their housing or their food. So it's a sport that you can get paid or you yep. have to pay to play. So. That's what's made it so hard over the years with the draft. But, yeah, the way it's lined up now, I, I'm i glad I don't have that headache right now, to be honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe that's why Johnson U is the perfect fit for me. Um, hopefully we can get good enough where we where we have players that are going into the draft, and we will eventually. But, gosh, just putting the puzzle pieces together with how everything's moving parts so fast in this time of year has got to be really difficult. And I'm sure Tony and his staff are out looking at 25s and 26s and 27s, so it's a nonstop 24/7, 365. It's crazy. I mean, it's all-consuming on those people. And as you say, at the end of this, some kids get caught in the middle, and it's really, 
strange. It's it's sad that this has happened, but let's end on a happy note, man, because, uh, hey, God bless you, brother. Anything else you care to add here on the way out? And Great talking to you. No, Tony, as always, I just love having you, on, uh, having, you having me on, and um, thank you for allowing me to promote uh, Johnson University Baseball because, uh, again, I, I hope it's a uh, it will become a household word for some many high school players and junior college players in the in the area of East Tennessee. You know, um, the door is always open, brother. So please, Thanks. any anytime you have a camp, any need you have, please let me know. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right, Dave Serrano, one more time. And Matt, how about him openly just coming out on the air and honestly saying, "Hey, this is uh, this is what we want to do." Yeah, I, I, I found that really kind of fascinating and a little surprising because I, you know, I, I'm of the belief that that stuff goes on not just in college baseball, but just really across all college sports. And yep. uh, for him to just kind of openly just admit that, I, I thought that was interesting. Um, so, but but good good for him on, on on getting an opportunity around here. I know he wants to live here, and and now he's he's still coaching coaching ball. So, you know, there's 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 tons of players around here. Um, you know, Walter State's a place that, that kind of elevates guys that, you know, kind of didn't have the great high school career for whatever reason. You know, Ben Joyce was, was there. Yep. Uh, Cam, Cam Fisher was there who just got drafted by the Astros yesterday. You know, all, all these, there's tons of baseball players in this area who, for whatever reason, might not have that Division One opportunity, but can develop into that. So that is, that is pretty cool. And that's, that's a nice resource for, for Vitello to have if, if, if he wants to use that. And, you know, the thing that's interesting about baseball to me is that baseball players come in all shapes and sizes. They develop at different rates. It's, it's not like football uh, where you kind of are what you are due to physical limitations or whatever it is. They just – baseball players develop – at different rates, and they come in all shapes and sizes is really the only way I can put it. And from that perspective, you know, I'm sure Tony will sit down with Dave. I'm sure that those guys will talk. I know they have a good relationship anyway uh, because Dave Serrano handled things so classily and above board. Um, But, you know, I, I look at baseball and I say, yesterday, there was a guy drafted, third round by the Dodgers, 95th pick overall, uh, the caller Justin who listens to us in Beautiful Bean Station. His nephew is Brady Smith, selected in the third round, 95th overall pick by the L.A. Dodgers yesterday. Kid goes to or went to Granger County High School. Randy Dalton, what's up? What's up, Randy? What's up, Dalton Bearing and Hydraulics in the house? What's up, Big Mike up there? What's up? What's up? But, you know, the, the point is, Matt, that these baseball players, man, I mean, you just never know where they're going to come from. Think about that. Granger County? Picked the 95th pick overall yesterday. A high school kid, high school and college kids, a top 100 pick 
This the Los Angeles Dodgers, who have an incredible farm system? A national event because everybody that follows baseball all over the country probably knows somebody that could be drafted. No doubt. Three days. And they come from, it's not just the big metropolitan centers, is my point. These baseball players come from everywhere. And then every they come from the all country. over the world. And then they come from every part of the globe, too. Which is why, you know, it's uh, it's it's amazing how many ball players there are out there. And there will be guys who will not get drafted in the twenty rounds who will make major league teams eventually. That's the thing that's remarkable about it. Mike Piazza in his day was like a go look it up, was like a forty second round draft pick of the Dodgers and they drafted him as kind of a joke or sort of a favorite of Tommy Lasorda at the time, never thinking he'd be a ball player. And the guy's in the Hall of Fame. That's true. I mean, go look it up. Uh, I'm dealing in faxes here. We'll come back on the other side. I want to. I want to ask Matt about Phil Steele's appearance on here yesterday. Uh, what he thought about it, and uh, sort of uh, get Matt's download on Phil Steele's appearance yesterday, and my wussing out today with the Georgia guest. Not very good on my part, but uh, we've got a lot to talk about. As hour two arrives here, it is your Tony Basilio show. We continue hour two after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. the Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hello, it's me, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. July reminds me of red, white, and blue. If you were born in July, your birthstone is the ruby, king of the precious stones, for its rarity, hardness, second only to diamonds. We have a beautiful collection from earrings to rings, modern and antique. If you were born in July, we'll take 10% off your purchase. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call mepainfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. 
Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big, no tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113 or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. June is Dairy Month, and the Murray County Farm Bureau salutes our dairy farmers and the dairy industry for the many contributions to our economy and our health. Milk is the original nutritional powerhouse drink with 8 grams of protein and 13 essential nutrients to keep you energized all summer long. Plus, who doesn't like ice cream? Our hardworking dairy farmers are dedicated to dairy and proud to help produce nature's perfect food. When you sit down to your next meal, pour one more glass of milk and celebrate June Dairy Month. Blast into big July fun all summer long. You won't need sparklers, spinners, Roman candles, or any other fancy fireworks. You'll be rocketing toward explosive top prizes of up to $500,000 with the all-new July Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Hurry in and pick out your favorites today. Find them at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. What happens when the thrill of Powerball meets the thrill of NASCAR? You get a chance to win an exciting trip for two to the NASCAR Championship Race in Phoenix, Arizona. Plus, the chance to win a million dollars in a special drawing. Enter the NASCAR Powerball Playoff Second Chance Drawing at TNVIPRewards.com between June 23rd and July 31st for your chance to win. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. NASCAR is used with express permission. NASCAR LLC is not a sponsor of this promotion. All right, everybody, welcome back. This is T. Willie. I have Mr. Miles Johnson on the phone from Foodland. Miles, what's happening today at Foodland? Well, today's been going pretty great, and this week we have uh, a pretty good sale, which includes ground chuck, three fifty nine a pound, assorted pork chops, $1.69 a pound, seedless grapes, $1.49 a pound, and sun drop 12 packs, two for nine. Wow, a lot, a lot of good deals, uh, and that's good. When you guys are busy, that's what it's all about. And uh, again, you're located right there in West 7th Street. Uh, you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. And uh, everybody in their store is very friendly whenever I come in. And uh, I always appreciate you uh, speaking with me every Thursday. And uh, you guys have a fantastic weekend and sell everything you got, okay? I'm going to try to. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Thank you, Miles. Again, that was Miles Johnson from Foodland. Go check them out. They got some great deals, as they always do. And uh, they'll be very helpful. And they got a flyer at the door so you can pick it up and see what you got.
This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Tone to be back with you, 865-200-5402. Proud to be with you on a beautiful, incredible Tuesday. Proud to be an American, where at least I know the PGA is going to be owned by Saudi oil money shortly. But hey, they are right now before um, our friends in Congress, and they are getting grilled today and tomorrow, a couple of historic days for the PGA Tour. As told on the Golf Channel this morning, I was watching their coverage of it, to see how they will cover it. What's anybody going to say? I look, I love golf. And, you know, you're, you're now in bed with a regime that took a journalist last year and, I don't know, cut him into little pieces? I mean, a couple years ago? I mean, anybody for that? Are you for it? I'm not. Are you? Let's move along. It kind of is what it is. By the way, Dave Serrano and our Georgie guest appeared on the TLD Logistics Hotline, online, tldlogistics.com. We had a TLD Logistics overdrive overtime for the ages a few days ago. Uh, so you never know what's going to happen when we go to TLD Logistics overdrive, overtime. Matt Dixon, your thoughts yesterday? Phil Steele came on the show. He gave us his lines for Tennessee. You can see those at tclub.team today. Again, tclub.team, where you can find every show logged. You can find all of Matt's podcasting work there logged. You can find all of our, um, well, our Garza Law stuff. All of our post-game stuff is there as we do them throughout the year. Uh, you can find every show that we've done there. So tclub.team, make it a part of your day. And our blog is up every day. Today, I, I guess there's 1,300 words there today. Matt, what did you make of Phil Steele's appearance yesterday on the programma of record? Uh, it was, was great as always, um, the way he, he gives the lines. And especially compared to kind of the, the consensus Vegas lines, I always kind of am intrigued by that. Um, don't always put a ton into kind of his predictions and what he, you know, does that. He does a lot of computer-based stuff, which I don't think is as effective in this kind of portal era where QB play matters a lot more than I think computers, you know, simulate. But, no, a great guest, a, a must-have a must magazine every year for me. Uh, uh and it's, you know, just a, a great appearance. You really should maybe get him on two or three times a year. Maybe get him on again, like in October or something. That would kind of be, be intriguing. I, I don't know what all he could talk about then, but, you know, come out of his, come, get him to come out of his bunker more than once a year. I came uh, hard at him one time several years ago. And this is why he likes me, okay? So, because he told me afterwards, he said, you're the only guy that's ever done this. He said on the air, Tennessee was going to lose like three or four games. This is in the heyday. And I attacked him. I said, that's a ridiculous take. That's silly. I said, I'll tell you what, Phil. If that happens, I'm going to bring you back on, 
and I'm going to personally apologize. He said, no, you won't. I said, I'm going to personally apologize to you. Sure, Brian remembers this. Sure enough, we called him. It's probably 20 years ago. Uh, brought him on, personally apologized to him. Because we got into quite the argument, and it, it got, you know, a little contentious there. As I can, I can get obnoxious with it. I'm not going to lie to you. I can get obnoxious with it. But um, he only has the Vols as underdogs two of their ten games. And then, Matt, yesterday, Robert Killer Kowalski from our friends over at Zen Sports, he was on with us yesterday, their odds maker. And his number, the win total for the Vols, is going to be nine. Um, what is your, Matt, what is your sense of, the expectations versus the reality of this year because a lot of fringe people that follow our program meaning tennessee's football program our possessive there are of the opinion that this thing is back already and i think it's getting back i think all signs are trending that it's you know the recruiting certainly says that it's arriving but I think this year you could see a dip. I, I think that's certainly possible. Oh, I, I, I mean, I, I think you can't expect to win 10 games every season. I mean, Tennessee's nowhere near where, you know, kind of Alabama and Georgia have been. Um, you know, like, I mean, LSU's been a pretty good program, and they, they don't win 10 games every year. So I, I, I don't think you can expect that. And you especially can't expect the high marks, you know. I mean, you can only, you can't beat. Alabama for the first time in, you know, a decade and a half every year, obviously. So, you know, those kind of peak moments. But as long as, long as you're kind of in that eight or nine win window, when you kind of have a, a rebuild year, so to speak, I, I think that's, that's the sign that your program's back. Um, we're kind of in this transition period, you know, between, you know, Hendon Hooker and, and Nico. Now, maybe Milton surprises us like Hooker did, and you can win nine or ten again. Uh, but I, you know, as long as you're in that eight nine win deal, I, I think you're you're fine. E- even if that means you maybe lose a game you probably shouldn't or, or you're favored to. Um, the the key is to to not kind of fall off and and be fighting for ball eligibility there in, at the end of November. So, you know, I guess the question becomes: Phil Steele has Tennessee favored in ten of their twelve football games, it, and Tennessee's number with Georgia is the lowest number with Georgia of any other team on their schedule. So that said, and then the win total is going to be nine, nine, nine and a half in certain places, whatever. The question then becomes, and it's a good question, where's that loss going to come from? Let's say the form holds. And you go to Alabama and you lose, and Georgia comes here and beats you. Where on that schedule is that other loss going to come from? It's going to come from somewhere. Matt just said you can't expect to win ten games. Brian, you have a thought on that? Where, where, where's that? Are the Texas San Antonio Roadrunners going to get the Vols well, in late September? I think the two most likely, and Matt will hate to hear this, but at Kentucky, you know the history in the swamp. A and M at home, 
are probably the three most likely candidates for that second or third loss, rather. I don't think they're going to lose all three of those games. But to bet them to go two and one in those three is probably the safe bet right now. Here's the thing that's really interesting, guys, and we're weeks away. But if one of those things occurs, Tennessee loses to that bad Florida team, our fan base is going to be really upset with our coach. I know our fan base. Matt, am I lying here? They're going to be hot. If we get beat by that Florida team and Grand Mertz, our fan base is going to freak out. True or false? Uh, in the moment, true, yeah. They'll, and then they'll definitely be calling for Nico, which is kind of the, the wild card in all this. So you've got that to chew on at 865-200-5402. The second uh, item, do we want to do Dennis Robbins' face tattoo, Matt, or do we want to do uh, Pat Fitzgerald? You go ahead and go door number one or door number two, Matt. Uh, let, let's haze Dennis Rodman on his tattoo. Well, have you seen it? Uh, I'm Googling it right now. Okay, uh, bring it up in real time and tell the listener what you think of it as you look at it. Because I'm telling you, <laughs> living listener, you have got you have got to see that. Living listener. You have listen. I like uh, I like MMA, okay, and I shop from time to time at the Clinton Highway Walmart, okay. So in other words, I'm used to some funky body art. It ain't no it ain't no thing with me. Funky body art, it ain't no thing. That tattoo that dude has on his face is next. I'm talking next level. Describe it, Matt. Uh, it, it looks kind of like a generic, like composite sketch of of, of a woman. Um, I guess it's his girlfriend or current girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it it looks it really does look like a you know a police sketch artist you know did a composite of of like an eyewitness to like a crime or something like, and that's just right there on his right cheek. <laughs> I mean, that's a very very interesting. Uh, I'm actually kind of surprised he doesn't already have face tattoos. Exactly. I am so for him, it ain't even funny. The Pat Fitzgerald thing is so fake and sanctimonious that it makes me sick. First of all, I want to say for all mankind, give Bob Huggins his job back. That's his job. Like, actually, I'm kidding, but I like... I love that Huggy Bear's attorney's line. We're going to do both these together. And then I'm going to ask you something about hazing. I like that Huggy Bear's line is that he was in the rehab center and his wife sent the school a text saying that Bob resigns. That's their, <laughs> that's their line. After his daughter came out and said that the school did, did not respect him, Bob Huggins did enough in the last six weeks to get fired about eight times, okay? I mean, let's get real here. And the university is not going to pay him, so they're going to fight over millions and millions of dollars. 
which is basically what's going on at Northwestern right now. So Northwestern fashions themselves as the Vanderbilt of the Big Ten, and that's fine. They can be the Vanderbilt of the Big Ten. Uh, Dixon, if their record, let's see, was eight, seven and five last year, are we having this conversation right now about Pat Fitzgerald? Uh, pro- no, probably not. Or I'd, I'd be surprised if it was. See, that's the thing that's so hypocritical about college sports, and it's always driven me nuts. Is the and and to see these people, these journalists, these men—I mean. They're so affected. It's just like, look, not that I'm for hazing, okay? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not for hazing. But some of these people act like they've never been in a locker room. Well, I would hate to go underneath the microscope there and see the bright lights, what it could uncover at lots of places. Exactly, You wouldn't want to know a lot of that stuff. Um. You hear about it most when you want to coach out of there after going 1-11 and places like that. That's where you're going to hear most about it. And that's exactly the point. And so I just wonder today, right, does hazing still go on? Is that still a thing? And the reason I – does hazing on sports teams – my line's open, 865. You don't have to give your name. Does it still go on today? I remember – distinctly arriving at Tennessee, living in Hess Hall, seeing a guy come back. We used to be up all hours of night. I mean, we weren't studying. I wasn't. I was communications major. I wasn't studying anything. And I remember being at Hess Hall, and guy comes, like, 1 o'clock in the morning, kind of disheveled looking, had been, like, walking a while. Basically, they... This guy was pledging a fraternity. They took him out somewhere, dumped motor oil on him, and he had to figure out a way to get back home, get back to Hess Hall. Does that does that kind of thing still go on? I mean, does that still go on? And on these sports teams, does that sort of thing still go on? I mean, surely that kind of stuff still goes on, right? And we only hear about it when you're one and eleven, or if it's something like uh, butt chugging. Oh my! Oh boy! There we go, Brian. Yes, Matt. How long ago was the butt chugging thing that Brian just brought up? Oh, it's been like ten years. Oh, what a blast! It was the summer of twenty twelve. We we should play that press conference. That's the greatest press conference of, in the history of mankind. Matt, what do you remember? What do you remember? Is talking about butt chugging. What do you remember about the press conference, Matt? But there, he, would, he was surrounded by a, a fraternity of, of future Secret Service uh, agents. Uh, oh my gosh! Everything, everything about that is incredible. Just incredible. Oh, I, we should do. A, did, where are they now on some of those people? Did he basically was the story for those of you eating? Did he basically consume a Boda box through his rear end of wine? 
Is that yeah, story yeah, there? That's the that's the story. And I, and I assume that was probably part of some fraternity hazing type deal. No, 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 no. He was an upperclassman. I remember that. That guy was like an upperclassman. Huh. With with allegedly a brain. <laughs> He's probably listening. Right. Listen, if you're listening right now, sir, I just want to say to you, in the spirit of our Georgia guest last hour, I was young. And, and, and sir, I want to say to you, no judgment here. Okay, like I tell my friends when they tell me, no judgment. Look, I did a lot of stupid things in my day. Never drank a box of wine through my rear end, but, you know, I mean, no judgment to you. And no offense. Kind of never occurred to me to uh, stick a Boda box up my, I mean, huh? Say what? Is this show going off the rail? So here's the question. Does the hazing thing still go on and... I mean, is there a place for it? Is there still a place for it in team sports? Or, or, or have we evolved past that? I guess it still goes on with, like, fraternities, sororities, that kind of thing. Matt, a where are they now? A 30 for 30 on the cast and crew involving that deal. My favorite thing about that was that my specific memory of it was the suits those kids were wearing, the haircuts they had, which looked just like the kids when I was in school. The hair That's the funny thing about fraternities. And look, if you're in a fraternity, I'm not knocking it. But the level of conformity that goes on in fraternity, you talk about committing to the bit, and I'm for that. I'm for committing to the bit. If you listen to the show, I am for committing to your whatever the bit is you're doing. you got to commit to it. The Ray-Ban sunglasses, the suits, the ties, the tremendous clothes, all that stuff is to be, it's to be lauded. The haircuts, the fact, Matt, that they went before the microphone and talked seriously about, <laughs> that was the greatest thing ever. If you were, <laughs> you get no judgment from me. If that was you. So how old would that, if that kid, I think that kid was 20 or 21 at the time. How old would that kid be right now, Matt? Early 30s. Yes! About my my age, maybe a year younger. Yes! I am for you! Of course, I never did it. And I kind of don't relate to it. But I am for you, nonetheless. You, You do you, as they say in the trade. All right, the next topic up for grabs. Dave Serrano said last hour, Matt, he thinks that when it comes to most prospects, when you're, when you're between 11 and 20 in the draft, Tennessee baseball in the NIL era might be out of the woods here. Do you agree with that, or are you still uh, holding on to your hat here? Uh, I, I think for the most part you are with, like, signees and, like, the high school kids because a lot of those guys need a, a higher number and most teams don't have that that money available at this point. But with a lot of guys, especially this first round today, because you've had kind of an overnight to kind of work deals with guys, uh, I, d- I do think you, there are still some concerns with, you know, we mentioned Jared Dickey earlier, uh, Zane Denton is another guy, the Ryan Galaney, those, all three of those guys could potentially – 
uh, still get drafted and signed. Um, but for, I mean, for the the prospects and high school kids, I, I think you're out. You're kind of out of it, which is which is good. But I, I do think I would I'd be surprised if a guy like Dickey isn't drafted early today because you know, Vitello's pretty much all year kind of just hinted that it's like a foregone conclusion that he, that he was he was going to going to turn pro. So I, I don't know if there was some medical deal or or if he if maybe he just had a higher number than 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 maybe expected, but I, I would still expect Jared Dickey to, to get drafted today, and we'll see about the other guys. Back to the phones we go. Who's your vol joins first? Who's your vol? Welcome in. What's going on, Tom? Who's your vol? How you doing, brother? Good. I was in school when the butt chugger thing happened. No, you were not. Young man, I was, yes. That young man took getting drunk off your you-know-what a little too literally. No <laughs> That uh, that was one of the weirder stories I've ever heard, and yes, that was uh, quite the talk on Tennessee's campus. Now, uh, is that a thing? Is that a thing people do, or is that just something he invented? Or it ain't a thing I do. I can tell you that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> in Indiana and in East Tennessee, we uh, we put alcohol in our mouths, but teach their own. You know, I don't know where that goes from, but. Uh, uh, Tone, uh, on to, uh, oh, uh, Steele. I thought that was a great uh, interview, and it was really interesting. You know, him and Nashville Lee, when he calls in and talks about power rankings, I found it really interesting because, you know, they're examining thousands of games and trying to make predictions on thousands of them, whereas a diehard fan of one team like me, I only think about like 12 games a year. So it's interesting to kind of get an insight into why they think things. However, I was, I found it interesting that he did kind of the same thing that your Alabama guest did. Is he just said, look, it's Saban. We don't know who their quarterback is and they'll figure it out. It doesn't really matter. Do you think this year that if Alabama throat goes eight and four, nine and three, people stop saying that? Cause I'm, I'm shocked how many people are saying that. It's like it's not a big deal. They don't know who their quarterback is in the middle of July. Because he has Alabama second in the nation. I was like, wow, man. Or fourth or whatever. Oh, no, he loves Alabama. He doesn't like them this year. He loves them. And I'm with Matt Dixon. It is 2023. You can't win with, with a hoopty quarterback anymore in this deal. Because you walk out on the field with Tennessee, you better have the capacity to score 40 points because that's what they're going to do to you. Um, yeah, and then the other thing was, and I understand, when you examine the history and the he set the line in the swamp, and, you know, I mean, we are going to be so disappointed if the Gator Hex swamp voodoo happens again this year. But making that a one-point win, it makes uh, a one-point, I think, what you say, the Vols favored by one or maybe the Gators? I can't remember, but more or less pick them. It he, said that, he said Tennessee is minus three, I think, is what he said, minus four. Some, but it's really close. Oh, okay. And he might be right on that. But if you're playing the game in a vacuum, I guess I would buy that. Here's the thing. If it is true that Florida is going to do – three yards in a cloud of dust 40 times. And also, if they want to do this, they're going to, like, let the clock run 20 seconds before they run the next play. 
I mean, that's going to be the Clemson game. And you saw what Aaron Beasley and Rodney Garner's defensive line, if they know they don't have to worry about the quarterback, they're just going to blitz them nonstop. And if that happens and it backfires on Florida, that's a 28-point-plus win if Milton's on his A game. But who knows? And that's what I was talking to Matt about earlier. That's, that's the reason why our fan base will be completely urinated off if Tennessee loses that team, because the expectation this season with Florida is not that you'll beat them. It's that you'll blow them out. Now, well, I, I, I don't know if that's wrong. a fair expectation. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're going to Florida field. It's a house of horrors. The series has been uh, a quagmire for Tennessee. But our fan base still believes Florida has no football team and Tennessee's ascending. And that's going to be two ships passing in the night, and the Vols are going to roll them. Now, I've said on the air that it's hard for me to wrap my brain around that. It's hard for me to believe that. Uh, so, whatever. Well, I'll be disappointed if we lose, but it, when you look at Heifel so far in his time, yep, is the only team that really just said, you guys are not going to score very many points was the georgia the past two years yep so i don't think florida can do that and if they really are and maybe they're not they could be playing possum but imagine tim banks and rodney garner how easy their defensive game plan is going to be if yep. they're really going to do that then i mean they're going to get blitzed 80 percent of the night it doesn't matter that our second gets finished but hey who knows a uh, great show but uh yeah, I, I really enjoyed that uh, Phil Steele interview, but I was shocked he downplayed that Alabama doesn't have a quarterback, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> that was shocking. Yeah, it was weird. He, he's like, to your point, I've got my power ratings, and this, this team does this, and this team. And then I said to him, why do you love Alabama so much? And he goes, ha, 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 Nick Saban. And, and to that I would say, which I should have said yesterday, you know, Nick Saban's not going to play these games. Nick Saban right. last year couldn't line up at safety for him when Tennessee kept throwing over the top of them. Well, if they go 8-4, and 9-3, and I bet they won't say that next year, personally. But we'll see you, man. Bobbity-boom. Thank you. And, Matt, that's my point with guys like Saban, is that's when I know you're human. When you start losing on your home field... That's when it was over for Fulmer here. That's when the veneer comes off. Yes, and I guess I, ironically it was Saban in Alabama, I guess in 20, uh, 2008 that came up here and took over the stadium that, that kind of finalized that one. But, no, it, that, that's true. It's a, it's a really good point. Um, when, when, the, you know, when, when you start losing at home is, is when you know you really slip. Um, and that, that to, to their credit, this, that hadn't happened with Alabama yet. Now, there's an opportunity for that a couple of times this year, so that, that will be interesting to see. But no, I, I just, it's weird that, that Phil Steele is so high on Alabama and Texas A&M as well. He was really high on them also, and I don't really think they have a quarterback. They have a lot of dysfunction. I mean, that could be, that could be a total train wreck, uh, uh by, by mid-year. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Let's get Holly in here. Who's up next with us? Holly, welcome in on a on a warm Tuesday here in East Tennessee. Hey, Tony, how are you guys doing? Hey, Holly, great to talk to you. 
Well, I have one thing to say from yesterday. Uh, Freddie Jack, I think it was, said that I was too wordy. I had passion, but I was too wordy. That's not the first time I've been accused of that. And so here I go. <laughs> uh, to, the, to the football team, and you know I love our team, but I think we're looking at an 8-3 season, not a 9-2. Because I've lived too long and seen too many games where somebody like Florida just bashes our brains out when we probably should have beat them. And I know how it is at the swamp. And I'm scared to death of that game, and I'm scared to death of that A&M game. And um, so I'm looking at, okay, probably Alabama and Georgia beat us, and probably should. I still think this is a rebuilding year. I hope they surprise me. But I still think Tennessee, being Tennessee, is going to slip up on one game. Holly, I'm uh, first of all, Freddie Jack uh, is an absolute pot calling the kettle black. Your wordiness is very much appreciated. His word, his wordiness, I find obtuse and boring and off-putting. I, I find you to be a bright light. I find him to be a night light, uh, if not a pen light. Uh, and you're always welcome to call this program and. Oh, you well, know, bother me. I hope I get to meet him someday. But I do like no. And I do like to talk about the ball. But I no, you don't I want to also, meet him someday. I'm also sad to say that my godson was in that fraternity during the butt chugging. No. <laughs> yes. Yes. You get as wordy as you want. Can we get? Can we? Can we get the That's intimate the only inside? I've had with that young man in his entire life. Can we get he the was, intimate? You know, in trying to defend his fraternity and all that. And I was like, this is ridiculous, and why are you doing this? And then he, you know, told me what they were going to do and that horrible press conference and, and all of that. So my whole point of all that is is this Fitzgerald guy in the haze, and he has to go because this day and age, you just you just got to have a it, – it's just different now. And I'm, I know that hazing's wrong. I'm like you. I don't believe in hazing at all, but – I can tell you back in my day in the 70s, I was friends with sport, with the jocks. I was friends with fraternity guys, and I was friends with independents. And there was all sorts of crap going on. And I was a lightweight girl, and I did some really stupid stuff. Our brains weren't even fully developed, not even close to being developed. And you will do stupid, stupid stuff, and, you know, it's like this teabagging stuff and all this kind of stuff. In, in the moment, they get carried away and they think it's funny. And, I mean, I'm not sure how a coach who's probably not even in the locker room or whatever, I mean, these kids are somewhat unsupervised. I don't know quite how you control that. But it goes on. It goes on all the time. But we're in a different age and it. It's just different now, and you got to be real, real careful. And again, I'm not promoting hazing, but I could, if we were not on public radio, I could tell you guys some stuff that I, and I'm sure I don't know all of it. I could tell you some stuff that I saw with my own eyes in the late '70s that happened, and you know, I'm not proud of this, but some of it I just laughed at. 
Um, and that's not. And that's true. yeah. And that's kind of my point. Yeah, that's my. Well, that's that's my point, Holly. It's is there, that and it's not going to go away, but it's got to be controlled. Holly, great call. Thank you. Sounds like the caller is having trouble hearing me there, but uh, Holly, thank you for the phone call. Let's do this. We'll take a brief time out. I'll try and reconnect and see if I can get back down to earth here. We're going to continue on the other side, 865-200-5402. And close with you on a Tuesday as we continue with more right after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. 
I'm a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. It's rodeo time in Murray County, the 19th annual Murray County Sheriff Rodeo, July 14th and 15th. Gates open at 5.30 and the show starts at 8. As always, kids 11 and under get in free. We have free pony rides, petting zoos, face painting, balloons, and bounce houses, all in our spectacular kids zone. We have cowboys and cowgirls from all over the United States fireworks show immediately after the main event bull riding. Pre-sale tickets are $15 and can be purchased at United Co-op or Columbia Farm Supply. Or at the gate, they're $20. All brought to you by Harness LLC, where we build people that move dirt. Again, the 19th Annual Murray County Sheriff's Rodeo, July 14th and 15th. Gates open at 5.30. Show starts at 8. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. From a heartfelt, ladies and gentlemen, a heartfelt appearance by Dave Serrano to Brian Hartman evoking the incident. Matt, that was during a time, and Living Lister, that was during a time where anything and everything was happening on our campus. That's why right now the smooth that wasn't good by the way uh, anything and everything that wasn't good was happening on our campus anything went anything was possible that was uh, right around the time of the nutty presidents that Tennessee had back in the early 2000s and just everything that went on back then I mean I it was absolute and total insanity. But uh, the hazing issue is something that I just, just kind of wonder. Is that a thing of the past? How much of the thing of the past is it? And then the other deal is that where is that other loss in football going to come from this year? It's going to come from somewhere. And Matt, Ryan made a really good point about Phil Steele. We've got all these power, we've got all this stuff I feed into my computer, right? But Alabama will find a quarterback. I don't know that that's, I don't know that that's a foregone conclusion that they're going to find a quarterback. That's what he told me yesterday. I don't, are, you, are you convinced, Matt, that's a foregone conclusion, that they're just going to find a quarterback? Uh, no, I, I don't think it's a certain thing. I mean, they'll, they'll have somebody. I don't, they have a new offensive coordinator. Uh, so, I mean, they just, they have a whole lot of question marks. And in today's game, that's by far the most important position. And you're not, you can't win. 
unless you have really good quarterback play and can score a bunch of points. I mean, they're, they, they're not going to win a national title rolling Jake Coker out there anymore. Like, that's not going to happen. So they have to figure out who that is. And, you know, they played Texas a week two, so they, they kind of have to have it figured out early. Yeah, now his point is, again, when he comes to Alabama, that the Texas game's there, the LSU game's there, the Tennessee game's there. And Nick Saban doesn't lose in his building, but I'll remind you that you know the veneer is coming off. You know that the foundation is faulty in these programs when you start to lose at home. That's why I knew it was over for Fulmer. Because once those teams come into your building and start beating you, it's over. Once you start beating those teams and you're climbing back up and you have a fortress in your house, for instance, if Tennessee beats Georgia this year in Knoxville, this thing is officially back and it is on. It is on. Now, I don't expect that to happen because I think the talent level is the talent level. However... When you can score points the way Tennessee can score points, the guest we had last hour talking about Georgia said that the expectation there, Matt, is for how many guys on the offensive side to be drafted this year. Was the number eight? Ten? It was some crazy number. I think number. he said 15 total, maybe. Yeah, I think 15. he said seven or eight on offense. Yeah, seven or eight on offense. So there's that. Let's go back to the phones. We'll get our uh, next call in as uh, we head back to our busy phones this afternoon. And our next caller of the afternoon, it's not coming up on my screen. Don, Don welcome in. A.K.A. Donald. Hey, guys. Uh, hey, Don. Yeah, um, just wanted to contribute a little bit before I get into my projection, you know, like with Phil Steele and all that all that. Let me tell you, just talking about the fans, how they turn on coach, et cetera, you lost to Florida. When Tennessee lost to South Carolina last year, a good friend who's been a friend, church friend, everything for years, who now lives down in Georgia, but uh, he never liked Hopper when they hired him because he thought it was just an afterthought of Danny's buddy. He loves Kiffin. Loves him. Thinks he'd be a better coach. So he was happy. I saw Facebook pages with him, you know, the fake cigar and everything after the Alabama win and different things. Well, he was already kind of laughing off after we lost to Georgia. But then after that South Carolina thing, you know, he messages me, not just post, or I think, not just a Facebook post. And he's trashing Kiffin right, left, sideways. So I responded. We kind of got in a tit for tat about expectations and all this kind of thing. And he, he said, he said that's the reason I blocked you. And I texted back or messaged back and said, you blocked me, but yet you came on here, you know, and to try to argue with me. And basically, that was into our friendship, period. And he's even a former insurance client. Now, that's, that's how strong some of those folks feel. It's also how strong I feel when I think something's unjust and that kind of thing, you know. 
information a couple of days ago about uh, how rare eleven win seasons are. Uh, you know, you go out and you you beat the ACC champions, you beat Alabama, you beat yep. Florida, you beat LSU. Yes, it really was painful that day. We know what we missed, but how stupid can fans be? <laughs> well, like the one you know, that I was want to run Barnes off. Yeah, and we didn't have anything for years. I mean, you can't be even Alabama can't be undefeated every year. Steve Sperrier, as good as he was, never once had an undefeated season. Never. So, yeah, I understand about the fans. What, what do you think about uh, losing a long-time friendship over the South Carolina game? I'd say it's pretty excessive, Don, losing a long-time friendship over the uh, South Carolina game. Seems a little excessive to me, brother, but, you know, here's the thing. At the end of the day, it, it seems to me that uh, it's our Gettner. Okay, Don can't hear me. Okay, thanks, Don. Thanks for calling. So he can't hear. So those of you that want to get in on the phone lines, our phone lines are dead. Uh, I don't know. We'll reboot them, but all of a sudden we had trouble hearing each other, and they were good up till the middle of Holly's call, so... Uh, we're going to be out of time here momentarily. Matt Dixon, on the way um, uh, out, this is kind of what we're talking about, the misplaced expectations that Hypel has created. And there's a faction of some fans that are never going to be happy. No matter what you do, they're just never going to be happy. Okay, fine. But there is that fan out there that expects this is the new normal that you're just going to roll out of bed and you're going to win 10 games a year. And, and Bino had the number yesterday. Brian, what's the number since 38? What was the number? It's it's like in the teens. 14? Something like that of 10-win seasons. And somebody had a stat about two lost seasons where that number is similar. Yeah. So most, And you're going back, you know, several de- like nine decades. Yeah. So most years here you're going to lose three games. And – and, and last year's team, last year's team will never be forgotten by the living fan, what they did last year. Never. But, Matt, I don't, I'm not sure how duplicatable that is this year. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm missing, the, maybe I'm missing it here, Matt. Well, well I mean, I, I think you can go 10-2 and two in the regular season again for, for sure. I mean, that's kind of what the, the Vegas expectations are. But um, just the emotional impact of some of those wins I don't think you can replicate and it just feels different when it's that kind of unexpected success that kind of on the front end where you you just like really kind of cling to the team and they that you have like an, this emotional attachment that maybe you don't have after that 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 last year's team kind of brought you know Bruce Pearl's first team kind of did that as well that that Unexpected success, I think, is always kind of feels better than than when you kind of reach expectations and have the same type of year. Um, so, from an emotional investment, I don't think you can duplicate what last year was. Um, you just have to hope that you don't have the the steep drop off um, that that some teams have, and, and to where you're kind of like a it looks like a one year wonder type type deal. And that's why you've got to go down to Florida.
This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. It's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chindawa yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, 
fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit taylorfamilyfarmtn.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.